This week on Tech Talk, we'll be discussing tech news and opinions. All this and more, it's Tech Talk time. I'm Sean Worth. I'm Christian Lopez. And today we'll be discussing some of the many wonderful things happening in tech. (laughs) Okay, our first topic is new Apple TV rumors. So, I actually haven't heard many of these rumors. Actually, you're right, I have. You know, I'm going to look up some of this. Okay, can I start with some rumors that I've heard? Yeah. Okay, the main rumor I've heard, it's primarily from Chris Brain of Macworld and Jason Snell, formerly of Macworld, now of SixColors.com, and that there is going to be, the Apple TV is going to be the HomeKit hub where you have all your devices and the Apple TV manages what traffic goes to Apple and what traffic goes to your, comes from your HomeKit devices and goes to your, to Apple. So it's kind of like the the traffic guard that says, okay, you can go to Apple. Oh, wait, you stay down local. They don't need to know that you keep turning on and off your lights over and over again because you truly yeah. got a hold of your phone. Yeah, because um, I um, actually have the Philips Hue lights and the drop can and the Nest thermostat, all of that. So I'm pretty sure that that will help a lot. And hopefully when they make one, they'll have a bigger remote because I've lost both of them. You know what I like to do? I, I like to use the app. Because my dad has it set up in a home theater where um, the cable box and all our Verizon cable box, our Samsung Blu-ray player, and our Apple TV, and our Xbox 360, and our HDMI switch, well, he has them all in the closet and then runs wires all the way from the closet, the front closet, all the way to the living room, I mean the family room. So you saw this when you came over a couple years ago, Sean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... What he has is infrared little transmitters that convert infrared to RF. So you can be anywhere in the house and the remote will still work. But the Apple TV remote, since it uses cell batteries, you can't do that yeah. to it. So we, he literally has the Apple TV remote in, like, a bag in the attic. And Wow. And <laughs> can I have it? App. I have no idea where it's at. It's probably in a bag somewhere. Yeah, but I'm seeing on Forbes it says that the new Apple TV will have a thinner design, an A8 processor, processor, and more flash RAM than previous models. Yeah. Oh, the remote will have a touchpad in it. That's a good thing. I, I, you know what I would think? Whoa. I have an idea. How about it ship with, like, a mini iOS device, kind of like an iPod Nano. You know the new Nanos are, like, have a two-inch screen, and they're, like, little tiny iPod Yeah, touches. I have one. Um, not the really small ones that look like iPod Shuffles. The new one that looks a little longer. Yeah, I have that one. Okay, good. Um, the current gen, I think it's 6G iPod Nano. I thought it was 7. 7G, okay. Wow, they go back Yeah, and then they just came out with new colors for that. Yeah, that's all they have to do with it. But the thing is, is how about it ship, here's an idea, with one of those as a remote. Like, it would be Well, that's even smaller. Well, it's just... Maybe, a Maybe they can one. have something like the size of that, just not all like the music and capabilities. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Yeah, because if the Apple TV is $100 and that is 130 the remote would be $130. It's not, it doesn't really cost $130 to make the Nano. No, it costs $130 to sell the Nano. Yes, it does. Um, so if you include it all in one package, it'll be cheaper. Um, what they also should do is they should like put a Nano at the top, all combined, mm-hmm. no like bezels or anything. Um, and then some buttons like the ones that they already have. So like a touchscreen at the bottom, and then on top like a. Well, it will button. have Siri on it. 
Yeah, Siri, and then like have a Siri button mm-hmm. to do it, and like yeah. enable. So hey, it has to have a microphone then. Yeah, because we have a um, a Samsung TV, a smart TV, um, fifty or I think it's sixty inch TV, and yeah. we replaced that old Sony that we had last time you came with a new TV. Anyway, um, it has the, the voice thing, and with Apple really needs to separate itself from Samsung, they gotta make the voice feature actually work. Because Samsung's voice feature is horrible. You'll yeah. say, fast forward. Did you mean fast food? <laughs> uh, wait, Samsung actually... Oh yeah, they do have that, and so does the um, Amazon Fire TV. Yeah, the Fire TV is actually pretty good. Um, I, do you have one? I've heard good things about it. I don't have one. If we were to get one, it would probably be the Fire TV Stick. But we're the kind yeah. of people that are like, if we're going to invest in the vo- in um, smart devices, shouldn't we just get one of them? Yeah. But um, so right now I'm looking at um the latest. Actually, this came out this morning and on BGR. It's the latest iPhone 6s leak. Finally answers the question on everyone's mind. Oh yeah, let's move into our next topic, which is iPhone success rumors. Since we have um, over four topics, we'll spend about five minutes each on each topic. It will be thicker than the iPhone right now. I think that might be to compensate. Either I, I think there are rumors that they might have a no. That that was just something I can't. Well, up with. they're supposed to have forced touch displays also. Oh yeah, that's what's increasing the the thickness of it. That's very un-Apple. I think it's taking a response because a lot of the podcasts and YouTubers were complaining about Apple, like, it used to be thinner and lighter and oh yeah. And there were, like, some jokes that they were making, like, maybe the next iPhone, you'll hold it and it'll cut you. It's so thin, like a paper Yeah. Um, and then also, um, one yeah. thing that it said, um... On here that, um, everything... Everybody wonders if it won't have that, like, camera bump that everybody hates. And uh, it says that, though probably with the thickness, that they will get rid of that. You know, I think they'll keep it. But what they'll do with it is... Oh, I mean, wait, if you're oh, in the your right head, will it will remain the same. Okay, if, you remain in your, if you're in your right head, you will put a case on your phone, right? Yeah. At least within a week of getting it. And most cases that people should be buying that are actually rugged and actually protected instead of just adding style, they're like, they're so thick that they automatically cover the camera bump. So what's the point? And um, on here it says that it will keep that. And um, that there's some more. Oh, yeah, it will have a home button. It will have a home button. I did a video of this on my YouTube channel. I don't think many people saw it. It'll It'll be linked in the show notes. About how, about how, again, it was basically asking the question. We've seen these rumors since 2011 when the iPhone 4S was coming out. Look, iPhones with no home button. But I think what they're going to do is they're going to extend the force touch display downwards and do Mm. that and include it into the touch screen layer, but not include it into the actual screen. So yeah. the touchscreen will have a higher resolution and will be longer. The touchscreen, the digitizer, along with the force touch mechanism or vibrator yeah. or whatever it is. And it says it will probably be made in the same aluminum in the Apple Watch Sport. So another thing is that 
get the same aluminum. You know my greatest fear about Apple? Gold products. When did gold become a tacky color for old people? Turn it's from not that tacky. To a sleek, stylish new thing. I mean, yeah. my greatest fear is that they're going to have $10,000, actually, you know, $20,000 iPhones that are gold. Because people like the gold iPhones. That, yeah. But I think for the next Apple Watch, what they're going to do is they're going to, um, they're going to have a sport. Because I think it was like, I saw a report recently that... The Apple Watch already has a sport. No, there will not be a sport. There will just be an Apple Watch, and they're all going to be made of aluminum, not stainless steel, because the stainless steel scratches, I heard. Reports of it, very shiny, kind of like the the back of iPods. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's going to be an Apple Watch sport, and then there's going to be... And it's not going to call it the sport, it's just going to be the Apple Watch, and it'll be in... Silver, gold, and space gray. Uh, silver, gold, and space gray. But the gold will be like a gold from the iPhone. Yeah. And, instead um, of being real gold. It also says here on CNET that um, the there might be three new models. The iPhone 6S, the iPhone 6S Plus, and a throwback 4-inch device. That, like, it's either like the iPhone 6C or a mini. I don't know why you need a 4-inch iPad phone. Not Yep. I have a rebuttal for that because I think the four-inch form factor is great. What if people Why? actually you want to hold like, a phone? That's as big as my finger, probably. If someone actually wants to hold a phone, I know. But what if you want to use a phone without having to use two hands? What if you want to have some one-handed usability with it? Why? You need to have the one-handed usability for either people with smaller hands. Sometimes the forged form factor can be the the biggest display they, they can handle with their small hands. Well, yeah, but that'd probably be as tall as my thumb. Tall as your thumb. It's iPhone 5S is a great form factor. Some people are just buying iPhone 5S because they have Wait a minute. 6, is but the, the 5S, 5S is a better form factor. Is the 5S a 4-inch? Yes, it is. Oh, I thought 4-inch was like the size of like the iPod Shuffle. Okay. Oh, four, I thought that'd be ridiculous. Inch, I was like, what? That's one inch, Sean. Yeah, or like the iPod Nano. I was like, oh, four inches would be tiny, but okay. That makes, a... that makes sense now. All Three right. and a half inches is like the iPhone good. 4. The 4 is actually a great form factor. I'm holding mine up now. It's pretty much all I have, but I really like it. It's nice. Very yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I love my iPhone 4. It's just a little slow. Mm-hmm. And on to our next topic is we're talking about an FCA hack. Now, Tell me more about that. Um, okay, if you haven't heard already, which you probably have, but I'm going to give a summary. FCA, the Fiat Chrysler Association, FCA. They make a car. I've actually never heard of Grand this. Grand Cherokee. You haven't? Um, what happened was these two guys, there was a Wired article, very popular Wired article, and I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the viewers. Um... What happened is, is these guys, they were able to hack in to the Sprint 3G connection. That, you know, Wi-Fi in the car of these Jeep Grand Cherokees, which FCA makes, because they're Jeep really? owns Chrysler. FCA, get Chrysler and Fiat, they own Jeep. It's kind of like, it's funny, because they're, oh, we're better than Jeep, Fiat's saying. But wait, we're owned by the same company, so it's per- kind of perceived competition. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have Wi-Fi in the car... They were able to hack into it through the entertainment system and hack it to the point where they could kill the brakes, 
kill the transmission, kill the engine, put pictures of themselves on the on the little um, put pictures, whatever custom pictures on the infotainment system, which is like the radio. Change the station to change it to like the hip hop station and crank the volume all the way up. They are able to kill the brakes. I already said that, but they're able to steer it when it's in reverse because you know the parallel parking thing. Yeah, all that stuff you're able to do. That's why you shouldn't have like a super automated car. My dad does, but it's not a Fiat Chrysler. Um, so no what one likes is, Fiat. No one likes Fiat. Oh, Wait, oh, I probably shouldn't say that for Fiat people. Fiat. If you're a Fiat people, get out of this podcast. You're not worthy. Oh, Fiats are cool. They look pretty cool. <laughs> I won't judge if you have a Fiat. It's just you can get hacked. And it was like a list of trucks, a list of cars from Jeep to Fiat to um to um to, to Ram to a bunch of others that are all owned by FCA that use their UConnect software. Look if you're on the list. Mm-hmm. And... What the that it doesn't scare me that they're able to do it. We've known for years that it'd be possible to do it eventually. What scares me if the is the FCA's response. What did they say? Um, I can't remember what they said uh, word for word, but what they basically said is, under no circumstances do we think that you're allowed to release the code because they're thinking, well, we just make cars. Eh. They'll never release the code. That's illegal. Which they have the 40-year-old mindset, which is like, eh. Oh, we just make cars. We don't need to worry about that. Or, they'll never release the code. That's illegal. We already said that under no circumstances do we find it legal to release the code. They don't even understand the concept behind white hacking. White hacking is where you hack to the same, to show the flaw, and then you release the code at white hat hacking, not white hacking, white hat hacking, and then you release it at the black hat conference, which black hat is like evil hacking or cracking. Wait, um, that's you, a that is a conference that people go to. Yeah, evil hackers. Why don't the police stop that? Because it's for white hackers, not white hat hackers. I keep saying white hackers, white hat hackers. Um, white hat hackers. Um, They have a conference that is for white hat hackers, not actual black hat hackers, but they basically talk about the things that could be used for black hat, but they use it. White hack is basically you hack to show the flaw and alert the company and say, hey, fix the hack. You pay us or we'll fix it for you or just fix it yourself. Whatever way you want to do it. Um, Tesla is known to actually offer a bounty for this. So they're doing it by offering a bounty. But it scares I me. I actually haven't seen many Teslas on the road. I've actually seen a couple. They're really expensive. That's I've why. seen like one. Yeah, I've seen the store in the mall. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're just, it just drives me nuts that they, they, their response to this was just so juvenile. Okay, let's move on to our next topic. Which is, um, let's see, my next topic is, um, if you're a YouTuber, this is mine, um, if you're a YouTuber or you're just getting started on doing something like a podcast or videos or something like that, you always need to have, um, something good to start out with. So, I will be giving you some of the best camera and microphone tips for audio and video, and, um, 
let's just start by showing you one thing that I found. It is um, the Canon um, Rebel. Well, actually, you can choose out of like three different um, cameras. It is the Video Creator Kit, which is like it supplies everything that you would need. That um, it comes with uh, like an EOS Rebel T6i, 70D, um, T5i. It comes with many. Um, there are like three different models that come with that you can do it with. Like they have three different offers. Like you have the yeah. T5 version, the 70D. My, my mom has a 60D, but not that kit. Mm. And then the T6i. Well, it's actually coming out on August 7th oh, so on Amazon. Okay. No, but um, so it comes with a camera with a flip-out screen so you can see yourself. And, um, and it comes with a lens and a 32 gigabyte SD card for storing stuff, which most cameras just come with like an 8 gig. That is hardcore. And it comes with a Rode brand, a boom mic that attaches to the top of it. You mean like a um, shotgun mic? Yeah, a Rode or yeah. the Rode video mic? That's a very well-regarded shotgun microphone. Very well-regarded. Mm-hmm. And it, no batteries required. You just plug it right into the camera. Yeah, because... Isn't that um, amazing? Yeah, because it's a dynamic microphone. Dynamic microphones don't require power. Something mm-hmm. called Phantom Power. I think we're both using condenser microphones for this, which pick up a lot more room noise. But yeah. I don't have the interface that connects this to a computer. My sister does, but I don't think she lets me use it. Um, if you want a dynamic microphone, you need a Shure SM58. That's the best budget one. But it's a dynamic microphone. It picks up like best, less background noise. You'll see like famous producers use this one. I just remember uh, this topic says Sean's talking about it. I just wanted to say that one thing: the difference between that's why it doesn't yeah. need batteries. Now continue cutting that part out. Yeah, okay. And um, it starts at seven hundred and fifty dollars. It's a little pricey, and I think the most expensive is a thousand three forty nine. It goes seven fifty eight ninety nine thousand three forty nine. I think. Mm-hmm. I think there might be one that's exactly a thousand. Mm-hmm. And um. And the two microphones that we use for this podcast is I use, I can probably, if you're watching the video version, I can show you my little setup here, which is just the, uh, um, this is just my Samsung Go mic, Samsung Go mic and a big pop filter, which is how I do my stuff. And, uh, Christian, you have the, uh, I'm going to pan over my video. Yeah, you have the Yeti, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the blue Yeti. Mm-hmm. He uses that microphone and a pop filter, and it actually is quite easy. We just use headphones, and then we can hear each other with Skype through these and use Audacity to record ourselves. So that is um, a good way for you to get started on like YouTube or podcasts or something like that. And that is what I have right now. And let's on to the next topic, which is... Um, Apple Music versus Spotify. Uh, right? Right? Mm-hmm. That's our next right. topic. I hope yeah. I have my camera situated correctly. I can't even see you on that. Okay, um, it's okay. Um, we'll just continue. Right. Um, okay, Apple Music versus Spotify. I haven't actually personally used Apple Music much at mm, No, all. but I actually, right now, as I look at it, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't even know why this is the thing, because Spotify is good. There's an option for Spotify that's free, but not for Apple Music. I mean, it comes with a free trial, but yeah. 
Have you seen um, the um, Taylor Swift's response to um, not paying the artists for those three months of trials of the, how many yeah, times they listened? Yeah, it was mentioned in a couple podcasts that I listened to. Most notably, yeah. Upgrade. I actually read the letter. Yeah, I read it too. Um, and, and then Apple changed it. Yeah, the next her. day. But it was just good PR. Um, yeah. I don't know if that was real or a publicity stunt. I think it was a publicity stunt. Because what Apple did was they said, oh, they basically said, hey, they basically said, you know, eat those three months. Um, um, Content creators, eat them. Because we're going to release a new product. We're we're going to play catch up in this new category. And then Taylor Swift took note of it. Play catch up, basically, because they relate to the party. Spotify and RDO and Beats Music were already there, and they're trying to, and so they bought Beats, and they're trying to enter this new category, and they said, you know what, yeah, we'll just go eat those three months, and then Taylor Swift took note of it and took all of her, her power in the, in society, and decided, in the music business yeah, also, yeah, the music business also, and said, yeah, like, I'm gonna be, no, no, Apple, and then they, and then Eddie Q, I think it was, who, is not known to be easily crackable. Like, the only reason he's still at Apple is because he's, like, puts his foot down. You can't tell in the keynotes, but I've heard he's a very mean person. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of juvenile, but I'm a juvenile, so. Um, he's, so what he did was he basically took it and he's like, oh, darn. We didn't know anyone would notice it. We just thought it was something that the content creators would notice. Now that now they're gonna there's gonna be all this hate towards us. Uh, let's go. Let's go back on it. What are your thoughts? Um. Well, actually, I I think that's good what you said, but um, I'm pretty sure that Taylor had a right to say that because never said she didn't. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not actually sure if that was a publicity stunt. I wouldn't think that because. I think Apple Music is the only streaming service that she's put 1989 on. She, it's not on Spotify. It's not on Groove Shark. It's not on actually. Groove Shark met an untimely death. Oh yeah. Um, and so did his creator. He died. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was on actually, a happier that was note. She's like, yeah, Groove Shark met an untimely death, and so did its founder. Okay. Anyway, uh, the whole 1989 thing. That was also a stunt, not by Taylor Swift herself, but mostly by the, um, the, uh, music, the album makers, whatever you call them, the studios, I can't remember the name, it's... Mm-hmm. Like the record labels? Yeah, the record labels. Mm. Um, it was mostly discussion with the record labels, not really Taylor Swift, and they said, oh, to give Apple pretty much said, get your 1989 album on it, because, uh, yeah, we're trying to... Have a marketing, uh, something that'll say, yeah. hey, join Apple Music and get 1989, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although, I don't even think it's that great of an album. Actually, I haven't listened to much of it, but I've listened I to like, some of it. I have the deluxe edition. Yeah, that was basically to buy, have people buy the actual album, because there's not many royalties on streaming services. That's why she didn't do it on, she took all her music off of Spotify. All of it? All of it. Not just wow. 1989. Wow. Yeah. Well, I would probably say that Spotify is better, wouldn't you? Yeah, because uh, it's free. 
Yeah, Apple. most of it's free, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much free with ads. Unless you're on a mobile device. Mm. That's funny. What are your thoughts on the Beats One music service? Um, I actually haven't listened to it, but I think it's a great idea that people can like send in requests and it's like a live station. I think it's like going back to the 70s because they like talk over songs. They're like, hello, this is a great song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what most of them do. No, but I the listen to Hits song. 1 on XM. But... Well, I think that's all the time we've had for today. And so I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Tech Talk. Thank I'm you not for sure. Us. Yep. And I'm Sean Worth. You can get me on Twitter I'm- at the Sean State 25. Same on Instagram. Same username. Sean Views is my YouTube channel. As for me, I only have a YouTube channel, Christian Lopez. So with that said, guys, thanks for listening. If you would like to sponsor us or have any comments or questions about the show, email us at techtalkpodcast at yahoo.com. And follow us on Twitter at podcasttechtalk.